0: Welcome to CDW's Legal Inclusion Team podcast, where we host conversations on diversity, equity, and inclusion from the lens of a corporate legal team. I'm Gil Cubia, CDW's Director and Senior Counsel for Corporate and Securities. And in this episode, we're embarking upon the DEI perspectives of an Asian American woman in business. And I am excited to be joined by Dr. Nancy Lay a business strategist and innovator, and a recovering particle physicist by training. Dr. Lei has over 20 years of business experience, focused on the tech and fintech industries, and she's worked at companies like the Boston Consulting Group, Microsoft, Gartner, and EY before joining CDW. Together, we'll explore the importance of getting diverse perspectives, we'll talk about the implications of being the diverse member of your team, and Dr. Lay touches on structural and systemic injustices as opposed to alleged individual inadequacies. Okay, more about that during our discussion. So without further delay, let's get into it. Let's listen to my conversation with Dr. Nancy Lay.
1: Welcome to the show. Thank you, Gil. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: And I'm very excited to hear about your journey and our discussion today. Basically, your lessons learned. I really, your career is so interesting. So I hope we can get into a bit about your your background and your journey here to CDW. Maybe that's a great place for us to start.
1: Um, so um, you know, I've had a um, long set of um, experiences within the uh, tech and fintech um, world. Um, I started actually first as a particle physicist by training, uh, got my degree from the University of Chicago, um, but then decided um, really quickly I am much more interested in kind of the um, uh, going into business and um, working within um, consulting. So. I started at um, the Boston Consulting Group, and uh, that journey led me to um, other um, companies, um, working both on the consulting side of the house as well as with um, corporations, uh, largely you know, helping them think through business strategy, uh, strategic market development, and M&A. m um, and I've had the great fortune to um, have worked with uh, a lot of great leaders, um, and being helped by um, a lot of um, great uh, mentors and folks that I could learn a lot from, and uh, through my journey, I think um, it's been you know really interesting, kind of um, thinking through um, you know how things work. Um, I think it's funny because I, you know, came from I started first with, uh, you know, of course, the physics aspect where I was looking at the world um, kind of from a mechanical sense, you know, in terms of wanting to understand how things worked, you know, cause and effect. And um, as I, um, you know, got older and I learned more about the world, I became much more fascinated by the human side of things how do, you know, societies work, how do, you know, humans um, work, you know, human psychology, how they relate to each other. And so um, I've always kind of been very driven to kind of understand how things work. And, um, you know, certainly the business world um, and um, the work of of companies and work of industries um, gave me a lot of fodder for uh, thinking and examining those topics.
0: I'm sure that curiosity as a particle physicist helped uh, in the business world. Oftentimes, I feel like you have to be a particle physicist in order to understand the inner workings of the uh, corporate worlds. at times. So, wow, that's fascinating. So you have an amazing curiosity for business and how we work within business. How has that driven you from... The perspective of a woman of color and just a woman in co- of color in general working in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, um, you know, as I alluded to kind of, you know, I've been really driven about like collecting data to kind of understand how the world works. And one outcome of that is um, over time, I've really come to appreciate the importance of diversity and getting diverse perspectives. Um, I think everybody knows those studies, right? You know, diverse leadership, diverse teams, they always kind of get better results. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's kind of the natural human condition. And we all kind of like to work with people who look like us, talk like us, are from the same backgrounds.
0: Right. We like, we, we love our comfort zones. Exactly. Right? <laughs>
1: so true. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important to kind of get other people's diverse uh, opinions and perspectives, right? People are really only as big as their experiences and what they open themselves up to, Um and so I think, just as we, um, for example, being an Asian American, you know, I, I think you know, uh, you know, there's a lot in our experiences that you know other people. Um, that we like other people to kind of hear, we also have very much so much to learn from other groups. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think especially in this day and age, um, we actually live in a very fortunate time. What do I mean by that? Um, Well, one aspect of that is just social media. Like we have the tools at our disposal to be able to hear from so many different people that we normally wouldn't like know or touch base with.
0: Yes. And and surprisingly, so many of us still follow like-minded people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even on social media. But yes, but to your point, we have the opportunity to engage and interact with so many different people from different backgrounds on social media. So you're right. We are living in in unfortunate times with respect to that, if you have the curiosity for it.
1: That's right. And curiosity is key. And I think... um... You know we don't talk so much enough about it, right? Like it really is the case, um, in my mind at least, that um, you know people sharing their um, experiences. You know sometimes like it's very hard, one hard fought, right? Like these are folks who, you know, have gone through, you know, um, you know maybe lost children um, or you know loved family members um, through gun violence or police brutality or things like that, sharing a piece of themselves, right? Having Mm -hmm. to talk about something that was very painful so that other people could kind of learn from the experience and see the world from a different vantage point, right? Like I was saying, you know, being a part of co-physicists, like I realized not like from my eyes only, that's only N equals one data point, right? but gosh, you know, the grace of somebody sharing their views, sharing a piece of themselves, like, that's wonderful. I could have N equals many data points to, you know, from which to better understand the world and the universe. And so I think it's just such a gift that we don't talk um, enough about. And I, and that's why I think, um, you know, the least we can do is just kind of open ourselves up and listen to, you know, their ideas and thoughts and experiences, right. Not just listen, but also hear.
0: Yes, And I think that's very,
1: very important.
0: I agree. It takes courage and curiosity to step out of those comfort zones that we talked about earlier. And even with that, just seeing and hearing someone else's stories, you can also begin to understand your own story as well so we can see a bit of ourselves in their stories too so i think that that's helpful helps us to understand that maybe you're going through something that you're actually not alone and you're not the first person to do it either just by hearing the stories and perspectives of others i think it's helpful Mm -hmm. what what other implications are there for um, women of color that are let's just say the only diverse member of their team or a few, you know, one of a few diverse, uh, team members, whether it's in the corporate setting or just generally in society, what, what are some other perspectives that you might have? What are the implications there?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think one of the, um, things I've, um, observed over my career is that, um, you know, people really don't hold back on giving me feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whether it's solicited or unsolicited, right? Right. And, you know, I I think, um, you know, on the one hand, um, I think that's good. And let me explain why. Because, like, I think there may be, you know, um, folks, um, you know, different from me where people are a little bit more, you know, uh, reserved about, you know, kind of just giving them their feedback, right? right, a- And, uh, you know, I've observed sometimes that maybe those people don't actually benefit uh, from the criticism or the feedback or a sense that there are different opinions or that yes. a sense that they are not always right, right? Right.
0: Yes, <laughs> so, that's true.
1: So sometimes I, I look at you know, that and say, well, you know, gosh, actually, I'm so glad I'm a woman of color in this world, in this universe, because I know I am not the center of the universe. I know (laughs) other people have other perspectives and there, but not, um, if not for the grace of the universe would go I, right?
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. That's Um, an excellent point. I yeah. mean, oftentimes we look at feedback as a gift. I think there's this saying that feedback is a gift, but you do have to consider feedback as not necessarily a universal truth. So, mm-hmm. yes,
1: that's exactly right. Um, I think it's important, especially in this kind of like no holds barred, no filter. You know, like variety of feedback that um, uh, that folks like me often get is that um, it's important to kind of um, keep in mind, you know, where the feedback is coming from. Is it coming Mm -hmm. from a place of goodness? Is it constructive? Um, And to to always remember that feedback is just somebody's perspective. And you should consider it, right? Like Again, it's a perspective, it's a data point, but it's not the universal truth, right? Don't ever let others draw boxes around you, tell you what you can or can't do. Um, You know, for example, I have gotten like, conflicting feedback at exactly the same time the exact same context you know like i'm both too assertive and too accommodating and i'm not sure <laughs> if to do that,
0: right yes yeah, so it's like how can i be both how how can two things be true at once uh mm-hmm. especially with respect to me being aggressive and accommodating i mean they're di- diabolically per- opposed right. <laughs> concepts absolutely right. yes yes yeah. that's true and, and I mean, it's good that you don't allow yourself to. I mean, which box do you pick if you're mm-hmm. going to draw the box around yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I think sometimes that, um, especially for kind of underrepresented groups within business, we often have like very small boxes or swim lanes, you know, with which mm-hmm. to, you know, be in. And anytime there's kind of a perception that you're kind of getting towards the edge of your box or your line mm-hmm. or your um, swim lane. Um, that's not good, right? And I, mm-hmm. I used to be, again, like, you know, very envious of the folks who would have a swim lane as big as the Pacific Ocean, right? I'm like, wow, <laughs> right. isn't that fantastic? Yes. But again, I, I see kind of some of the excesses of that behavior, that permissiveness, because nobody has provided feedback, <laughs> right?
0: you know, saying,
1: hey, maybe that's not so good, right? In mm-hmm. the, in my case, it's like, you know, hey, if I sneeze the wrong way, that's not good. Somebody's going to tell me about it.
0: <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> right, right. Well, again, well, gives Gives you also a heightened sense of self-awareness too. I think when, when our swim lanes have been limited,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know, versus having that broad ocean, you may lack a self-awareness that could Mm -hmm. be more, could be valuable in terms of how you engage with others who may not share the same perspective.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. The other thing about feedback that I, um, would say is, and it's taken me a long time to learn this, right? It's just like Mm -hmm. having more confidence in yourself, right? And um, I think especially for some cultures, that's a hard thing to come by, right? Because we've been, you know, from a very young age, you know, told, you know, hey, it could be better. And, you know, look at so-and-so, or look at your sibling, Mm -hmm. they did this and that. And there's a lot of comparison, right? And uh, so, for example, you know, in my um, upbringing, right, like the highest form of praise I ever got was, I guess that's not bad. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, have um, again, you know, listen to feedback, take it, um, you know, use it as a data point, but also, you know, have confidence in yourself in kind of netting through things, you know, seeing where the the bulk of the feedback is and and. and you know, in uh, understanding that um you know, and you trusting yourself, right, in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, knowing that um, sometimes you know people may not uh, be coming um, with feedback, you know, from exactly a point of um, of trying to help you necessarily. Like you know, they're coming with a kind of a different agenda. And so, one thing I would say is um, definitely don't take criticism from anybody. Would not take advice from.
0: <laughs> That's I <mean>. great advice. <laughs> <laughs> What what other lessons have you learned over the years? What have been other uh, implications of being the only diverse person of color on a team?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, another thing I would say there is that um, it's so important not to think of um, life as just a set of absolutes, meaning um, it's not just like how far you um, it's not just you know the level that you achieve or like where you get to it's mm-hmm. also the distance you've covered you know how far you come right, right. and so I think we we need to uh, to do that more you know when we um, look at life when we look at ourselves and we when we you know talk with ourselves too right um, to think of life, as um, not just um, a measure of absolutes, but also a measure of looking at deltas, right? We all start life with very, from very different starting points and starting lines. And um, so, you know, really some of the most impressive people, um, the, the ones like I'm like just in awe of, aren't necessarily like, you know, I mean, they've achieved a lot, but like, just, you know, think of like the distance and look at the distance that they've covered. Right. Right. So for example, um, many years ago when I was, um, in Toastmasters, I had the, um, you know, privilege of meeting, um, a a young man who like, he was just a, a middle manager at a fortune 500 company at that time, but he had come from like absolutely nothing. And to see like how, um, uh, how energetic how like inspiring he was and like how hard he was working and just like how um like how growth mindset um, oriented he was right and right. I want to say more about growth mindset in a moment but like <laughs> like he is the epitome of all that and I was just so impressed I could just see like not only was he doing really well you know at that time in his life but like his trajectory his momentum was phenomenal. And, um, you know, so, um, yeah, it's just the people like that that really blow my mind, right? Just right. You know, thinking about the, the Delta, the, the distance that he has had to cover, right? Um, just, right. Uh, so for example, like, um, you know, another good example is like, you know, our President Obama, right? Like he has, I mean, obviously being a president of the United States, like that's like an absolute, very, very, very high, right? <laughs> right. But on top of that, the Delta, the distance he covered, Absolutely amazing right
0: Yes, absolutely. Wow. and then that's such an important point um, because we we often don't think about those and those obstacles that they may have encountered along the way. We don't mm-hmm. think about those. And even ourselves when we look back over again the Delta, the distance that we've covered, we don't often take time and just take a moment to celebrate those achieving achievements um, where we, Overcame a barrier or we overcame an obstacle and boy, did we still made it. Look at where, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to looking at that end point, the absolute height that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Success isn't the absolute height. It's mm-hmm. about how far you travel. I agree. That's great mm-hmm. advice. That's yeah. great advice.
1: And I think it's so important um, to, to exactly a point there um, mm-hmm. to really take pride in what you've accomplished, right? Especially if you didn't grow up with as many advantages or connections um, into the business world as um, maybe some of you know, our peers and colleagues, you know, um, so to take pride in the fact that we may have had to work harder, overcome right. more obstacles. Um uh, than uh, those with more advantages, right? And it really shouldn't be the way of the world, but just that's just the way it is. It's um, the way it is. yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, sh- we can and should absolutely take pride in the fact that you know we are you know trying hard and we're you know going to get where we want to go. I
0: agree, and you know, and when we think about um, the work that we as you know, and I'm a woman of color as well, so when we as women of color. And people of color, when we think about the work that we have to do, it's not often, um, even, even if we do work hard, you know, there are structures and there are systems around us that make us have to work even harder. And we may give it all all we've got, but because of the structures and systems, we still may not achieve what we're looking to achieve in that environment. So maybe can we talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah,
1: what you bring up, up is a really good point. I think um, I think, um, and that's why I think in general, right, the right structures and systems are so critical to how um, how things work, right, and um, that. You know, it shouldn't be on individuals and on their actions. And by pulling them up themselves up from their bootstraps, which I hate, by the way, as <laughs> a too. physicist, I it did. is impossible. You cannot pull yourself up from your bootstrap, right? No, no, you can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't like that, that uh, cliche either. I, yeah. I do not care for it. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: and so our individual actions, uh, yes, we absolutely should have a responsibility to try our hardest. But that doesn't mean society and that doesn't mean um, the structures and the systems um, should not be changed. They absolutely should. And that is a that's going to, that plays a big part in um, how things actually um, the outcome of things. Right. Right. Um, and and so I think um you know, in some in some sense, right? There um, may have been some, you know, popular, um, you know, trains of thought or schools of thought, um, maybe popularized by books like *Lean In*. Lean in that may have um, kind of. Um, put the onus more on the individual, right? It's the idea that it's really incumbent on the individuals, um, especially those who have like maybe experienced like the most harm, like it's incumbent on them to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and overcome the barriers um, and drive their own success. And if they don't, then it's because they didn't try hard enough, right? And I think that right. really does a, a disservice, right? Yes. Um, and so um, I'm a big proponent for uh, systems and structures and having the right kinds. Um, and I'll tell you, um, you know, why. I think, um, well, with having the right systems and structures, um, that's kind of a guardrail against, um, it's the same reason, you know, and, and you're a lawyer. I mean, this is a, the legal podcast, right? Like right. we have a system of laws because that is a set of guardrails that support and guide human behavior, right? Right. And so we want and hope for the best for individual actions and human behavior, but our laws and our systems and structures should represent the best of the best of our thinking, our philosophy. Um, and so, um, I think in many cases. Um, because there has been this idea that, um, the individual can drive everything and can make anything happen despite the system or the structures.
0: They just, they just have to be persistent. They've got, you've got to have grit. You know, we've heard all of that. You just need to lean in. (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes.
1: That uh, I think, um, you know, because of that notion, there is this assumption that, um, whatever advice, whatever works for somebody is going to work for somebody else. And I know like I've had, you know, and I've sought it myself. I've, I've looked at, I've looked for advice and perspectives from other people and uh, they have, you know, um, and it's, it comes from a good place. Like they really want to help. So they, they're like, okay, well, you know, do this because, you know, this will happen. And the thing I need to, to say, um, as a woman, as a person of color is just be very, very careful. Like your mileage may vary. Right. And it's actually a internet, like abbreviation, Mm YMMV, because it is so true, right? Like what works for somebody isn't necessarily going to work for somebody else. So you know, there have been many studies that show, for example, when women advocate um, and ask for things in their career, whether that's, um, you know, uh, a pay raise or um, a um, different role or something like that, you have to be very careful about how you ask it. Even, even if you're very careful, right, it often backfires. It's kind of seen as, you know, you know, hey, you're just being selfish, you know, you're Want to do something for yourself, not necessarily looking out for the company or your team, right? And right. It, you get a very different reception um, from um, you know other groups. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's just so important um, to just keep that in mind and to be aware of that um, from two, per, two. So for for two reasons, first, um, it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try these things. You actually. You know, absolutely should you know take this these um pieces of feedback and advice and think through them. But it does mean you need to be probably a lot more um, planful and careful. And secondly, um, that if something doesn't work out, it's not because you didn't lean in hard enough or you didn't pull yourself up enough by the bootstraps (laughs) or didn't do something right. It could just be the you know, the structure, the circumstance. Right. Um, and so th- that's, I think, you know, something that we, we got to keep in mind as we um, apply these, uh, these different bits of advice.
0: I, I agree. So don't necessarily place all the blame on yourself. I mean, to your point, it could be the system or the structure or the environment that you're operating within. Mm-hmm. But being strategic is important. Being intentional is important. To your point, being planful, and creative, but you t- I, I agree. It, it may not always fall on your shoulders as the individual.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, one more thing I'd like to say about um, systems and structures, and I think it's very um, probably very uh, apropos right uh-huh. about now, because AI is a big, big topic, like such a right. big topic right now. Yes, right. it is. And when I think about systems and structures and AI, um, I, um, I am thrilled but I'm also very, um, concerned about it. Um, because, you know, when you think about, um, AI, there's kind of a view that, that, you know, machines are impartial, right? So, you know, what AI says, you know, can't be biased, like, you know, that right. it is going to be, um, you know, fine, you know, um, AI cannot be racist or be sexist in any way. Um, so, I think um, that we need to be very careful about using um, AI in these tools, especially when it comes to building systems and frameworks and tools and uh, structures, um, especially in areas like law enforcement, right? Because AI is only as robust um, and AI is is going to also be as um, biased as the training sets that it is trained on. And so historically we've had Training sets that have been heavily imbued, seeped in human bias. If you're going to train, you know, AI on those training sets, it's it's so critical to be very conscious and aware of these biases and that we do not perpetuate um, the biases of our human training sets on, you know, these machines. Otherwise, AI is just going to be basically biased laundering.
0: Absolutely. You know? I agree. And I mean, law enforcement is a great example. There are other examples, healthcare. care. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: That's exactly right. There's a lot train. of health care yes. equity in this country. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so and, you know, justice, equity, obviously, is a big area, too. So I I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm glad you brought up AI because that is such an, uh, first of all, uh, it's current and it, it, it is impactful with respect to bias in so many ways. Um, just data training is gonna be uh, an area that we all need to be aware of when we're talking about bias um, and whether or not underrepresented groups are represented in these uh-huh. models. Um, that's such a critical area. Wow, I, I love that. And um, before we close our show, um, first of all, is there anyth- any, anything else that you'd like to share with our audience in the form of what we call our closing argument. Um, or if you want to talk a little bit more about AI, we can do that too. I can talk about that all day, especially with your background, Dr. Leigh, being having, having worked in uh, financial services and area of strategy and science. So is there anything else you'd like to share? A closing argument?
1: Oh my goodness! There's so much I want to share, but uh, I guess to maybe sum it um, uh, together, um, I would just say basically, um, pay it forward. That's okay. like so important in my my career, right? I uh, benefited so much um, from my mentors and sponsors, right? So kind of feed into that cycle of good goodness, like give back. Um, I. Uh, you know i see you know so much um like the more i, I see of the world um, the more i see that ta- talent is really universal but opportunity is not um and so if you see talent support it yes. uh, be a vector of opportunity for talent um the other thing i would say is um and it kind of goes to um that uh jewish proverb you might have heard before so i i know um you know many of these quotes i i <laughs> provide is you no, know, it's certainly not, not for me, but it's like you know, uh, co- you know, conventional wisdom and knowledge that other people have, right? So, I'm just kind of repeating it because I think right. it's so good. Um, and and it goes something like this, right? You're not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to ignore it, right? And I, mm-hmm. I really think that, that that's the the it goes at the heart of what Mm -hmm. I try how I try to live my my life right we should do what we can the best we can Um, you know when we know better we do better
0: yes absolutely I love that saying (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: and um, so we need to be both realistic uh, and optimistic about the world Um, and because only by that Um, way of thinking and operating can we really understand how to improve it in a lasting way by structuring like structuring it more equitably um, and also have the courage to pursue this dream right
0: Right.
1: Um, and I I probably leave with like the last quote which is uh, dream big fight hard Uh, big dreams never die and the fight goes on
0: I love that. That's an excellent place for us to end. That's great advice. And I love how you summed it up. I also want to repeat what you said, be a vector of opportunity for talent. I think that that is so key as well. So, well. Dr. Nancy Lay thank you again for joining us on our podcast it's been a pleasure to speak with you and I'm looking forward to future discussions with you especially as we get more into this AI space I'm hoping we can do another episode on AI and bias I'd love
1: that this has been so great a lot of fun and I am um, so honored to be part of uh, this podcast thank you so much
0: I hope Dr. Lay's insightful perspectives as an Asian American woman in business inspires each of us to step out of our comfort zones, learn from each other's experiences, and consider the source of feedback. In other words, be confident in yourself and don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. And finally, remember talent is universal but opportunity is not. If you see talent, support talent. And on that note, that's it for this episode. I'm Gil Cubia. See you next time.